The Biden administration is working on a new executive order. It's focused on improving customer experience. A draft shows the administration plans to link customer service to its ongoing work to improve equity in public-facing services. For a preview of what this executive order will contain, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Now, Jory, the Clinton administration executive order on customer service is still online from 1993, but I suspect they're doing more than simply adopting that one. There's more to it than that, although the Clinton 1993 EO does get a shout out in this draft version that we did obtain. Really shows that this has been a going concern for quite some time now. In terms of when we're going to see this executive order actually come out in its final version, that remains a little unclear. Four sources that I spoke to have been familiar with the discussions and they've been ongoing since at least this summer. And from what I've been able to tell, the version that we've had a chance to look at is far from finished. And so what we're really looking at here is a matter of months rather than weeks in terms of when we're actually going to see that come out in its final version. From what you've seen of the draft, then what does this executive order look to get done across the government? Well, at a broad level, the draft executive order calls on agencies to really collaborate more with each other to tackle what the draft EO refers to as customer life experiences. So these critical moments that do cut across multiple agencies and have a common thread to them, but would require ordinarily a high level of savviness with federal bureaucracy to understand who to contact where. So if a wildfire devastates your community, you don't have to reach out to SBA. You don't have to reach out to FEMA. You don't have to reach out to USDA if you're a farmer all by yourself. The idea is that these agencies are going to have the wherewithal to come together and have some sort of liaison amongst themselves so that It's not the people who are needing these services having to do all the legwork here. And in one of its more aspirational goals, the draft EO actually directs agencies to ensure that more individuals are notified of benefits automatically. And so that really seems to be a product of pandemic aid and things like the IRS rolling out expanded child tax credits. That's something that the IRS has really been pushing out in terms of an awareness campaign, just getting people to understand that they are getting this and why they're getting this. And that's been an uphill battle for sure. Yes, that idea of simplifying and somehow integrating the back office, if you will, functions of the government, regardless of agency. That's a long held dream that and that also dates back to the Clinton administration. They were the first to have the Internet to be able to do that. And here we are now talking about the same things. All right. So how does the executive order link up with the administration's focus on equity? That is a new element here. It is. And For a while now, the Biden administration has been very mindful of trying to understand the barriers to entry for people to sign up for a service, how long it takes for someone to call the IRS and get through to a live operator, how long it takes to get benefits from the Social Security Administration. And the next level down from that that they're also trying to get a better understanding of is how those barriers to entry present across multiple demographics racial, gender, so on and so forth. And so what they're really trying to understand better is getting agencies to produce data that gives them a better big picture view of those demographic breakdowns. That's something that they are asking from agencies in this executive order. And they're also looking to, again, reduce these barriers to entry. They're also looking to make these services more accessible to people who have disabilities or perhaps have limited English language skills. All right. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And are there specific goals the order will set for individual agencies? It does. There's actually really two tiers to look at here. The executive order sets out things that agencies can do as kind of 
one-off projects on their own. And it also looks at cross-agency projects on the individual project side of things. It proposes the State Department comes up with a new way to have online passport renewal, as well as the Transportation Security Administration using new technologies to reduce passenger wait times at airports. Looking over at the cross-agency side of things, it's some bigger, more robust projects like the Office of Personnel Management teaming up with the Defense Department, Treasury, and Education Departments to streamline public loan forgiveness for veterans and federal employees. That's something we've seen get perhaps challenged in the past. And also the possibility of the U.S. Digital Service and the Postal Service teaming up to make address changes more robust, that you only have to do it once and that it stays with you and that you know, you're actually able to get your change of address be more permanent once you've uh, committed to doing so. Just a couple of the options that we're seeing on the table here. Yeah, it makes it harder and harder than ever to live off the grid. And the draft order then cites certain legal enablements and certain policy doctrines. What does it cite here? So as you said at the top here, you know, this has been something that multiple administrations have been mindful of. And even in recent years, we've seen Congress and the administration work on these kinds of goals here. We've seen similar types of goals being set by the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act, or IDEA. That's something that Congress passed in 2018, and it sets some targets for agencies to modernize their websites, digitize paper forms and make them digital, uh, electronic signatures, make them more commonplace, all of those things we see in this draft EO. And something else that it borrows from is the updated Circular A11 from the Office of Management and Budget, what that does is it ties, again, customer experience metrics to agency strategic plans and actually makes customer experience part of the rubric for, you know, engaging performance reviews for senior managers at agencies. And Monday, the General Services Administration said it would use money that it got $150 million from the American Rescue Plan back in April to fund certain citizen-facing applications. So what kind of customer service projects are we already seeing in the works here? Yeah, great timing there. So GSA's Technology Transformation Service got $150 million through the American Rescue Plan and projects that it's now funding, customer experience projects it's now funding include USDA's Farm Service Agency, helping them automate debt relief processes for farmers, improving search.gov to help users navigate thousands of federal websites. They just use that as a search engine and the site from there takes them to the right .gov website. And on a similar note, USA.gov, trying to make that a, a site where it's a federal front door, again, having people not quite aware of what agency is able to provide that service, but just saying, hey, I need this service. Where can I go? Yeah, that USA.gov has always been had that as its purpose. And I guess as events move on, it needs to be refreshed. They used to have an ad campaign that aired on this station, among other places, about USA.gov. And that's the place to find out everything you need. But that goes back a couple of administrations. So in essence, Jory, it sounds like a refresh of many efforts that actually go back decades. In a way, that's a probably apt way to put it. You know, the internet's a dynamic place. Websites get put down or built up on a daily basis. And so this is a way to, I think, respond to that dynamic of things constantly changing. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And again, Jory did get an exclusive look at that executive order before it's published. So great reporting there. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. 
By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.